Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. An MBA student subscriber to my platform has been constantly asking me a lot of technical questions. And then I said, okay, instead of replying to him in an email, let's make a video, it will be much quicker. And it will give, give value to most of you. The question today is, okay, uh, I said that buybacks are bad. I, I really think 98% of buybacks are bad. And then in the last video about Apple, I discussed how Buffett is looking at the buyback yield. So he understood that I'm positive about buybacks. I'm neutral about Apple buybacks, but in general, I'm very negative on buybacks. So I'll discuss today what are buybacks, how do they work, why do management do them, and then we'll discuss the story about Apple, where I'm I'm saying I'm neutral on buybacks. So disclaimer there immediately, but you will see a lot about how the stock market works, how the management works, how the investment, current investment environment works, and it is highly skewed on buybacks. And you have to see individually for each stock that does them, how does that work? Is it a plus? Is Does it create value or it actually destroys value? Let's start. So what are buybacks? Buybacks are when a company buys its own shares on the stock market, as you cannot be your own shareholder, those stocks are deleted. This means that if a company has a 100 shares and uh, the stock price is $1, they have $10, they buy 10 shares on the market. Now, the number of shares outstanding is not 100, is 90. So less shares outstanding. If their earnings stay flat, now their earnings per share are immediately higher. So that is a way to return money to shareholders because you're increasing the earnings per share. Thus, you hope to increase the stock price. Thus, you are doing good for shareholders, right? That is the logic behind those investments. And then I mentioned the buyback yield. What is the buyback yield? For example, if a company decides that the same company, that they will buy back $10 of value of shares every year, so they will invest those $10. So you can expect that the buyback yield is 10%. So if the the market capitalization is $100, they buy back $10. So the buyback yield, the the return of to shareholders that they are giving back through buybacks is 10%. So that's also a yield that you can calculate when investing and Buffett probably does because he likes those, um, let's say, cannibalists like Pabrai would call them uh, that uh, really buy back their stocks and have improving earnings, have good businesses, have long-term moats and those businesses really deliver a return to the shareholder that is significant. Whether it is good or not, that's a big, big debate. Let's analyze the market in general for buybacks and then discuss Apple. So this is why I'm really against buybacks. This is SAP 500 buybacks. As you can see, if you do a buyback, you want the stock price to be as low as possible, probably below book value, because then you are actually increasing book value. If you buy below book value, if you buy above book value, you are destroying book value. But that's another story. You can see here that as the stock market 
peaks, then the buybacks increase, increase, increase. Because the management is chasing their options, they are trying to push the stock price as high as possible. And very often in such situations, they are destroying shareholder value because they should be buying doing buybacks when the stock prices are extremely low, not when the stock prices are extremely high. However, if a manager comes and says, oh, we are not doing buybacks, then it means that the stock price is overvalued and then the stock price drops and then you're fired. So that's actually shareholders want stock prices to go up, which is illogical in the long term, but that's another story. And the management also want stock prices to go up to get share options to think they are doing a good job but their job should be managing a business not financial engineering on stock markets which is a different story the problem is that the book value of sap 500 average is 3.15 in 2008 was also around three and every time that someone buys back a stock they are practically buying their own equity and paying in this case three times more what it is actually worth from their equity perspective. So the two thirds are destroyed or the two thirds of value goes go to the seller of the stock. In Apple's case, Apple has managed to lower its number of shares outstanding from 2012 when it had 6.6 .6 billion to the last quarter 5 billion. And then in the Tim Cook letter, we have seen it went to 4.7 billion. So they really lowered the number of shares outstanding by 25%. However, let's look at how much they spent to do that. They spent 203 billion on buybacks over the past six years. So $37 per share on an average number of shares outstanding. So they spent 203 billion to lower the number of shares by 25%. 200 billion, the current market capitalization is 800 billion. So they spent 25% of the current market capitalization to lower the number of shares outstanding by 25%. So let's say they spent the money to do the same result that they have now from a market cap perspective. If the market cap drops to 600 billion, that means that, oh, then they have overspent. If their earnings get lower, then the stock price will be much lower. And then you would see, okay, they did buybacks at 150, 180, 200, by, but they could have done them at 100. And the buybacks at a high price will destroy stockholder value. And this is always the story here. You don't know what the stock price will do in the future. So if you look at it from a static perspective, I simply do buybacks, whatever happens, I think I am returning value to shareholders from a price earnings ratio. The price earnings ratio of Apple has constantly been between 10 and 20 over the past years, but mostly closer to 10. So let's say it was 12. This means that the return on from earnings is a 6%. Apple cannot find better investments than a 6% yield out there. So if they can reinvest that money at a 6% return from their own earnings when they invest in their own shares, then that is much better than keeping that money in bonds uh, for 1% or 2%. And as they can borrow for 1% and wait for the tax breaks to bring their money back, 
even better. So they borrow for 1%, invest for 6%. And this is really valuing buybacks is like investing. You have to see, okay, where will the stock price go in the future? Is it a smart buyback or not? Uh, the problem with Apple is that the book value really doesn't matter because it is an asset light model. The book value of Apple is mostly in cash. So it doesn't really matter because uh, asset light models, what matters are earnings. If earnings drop to $5 per share on a crisis, on a recession, on China, on whatever, price earnings ratio of 12, then the stock price would be what, 60. If the stock price would fall to 60 times four, five million shares, then we are at a market cap of 300 million billion. Compare that to the 200 billion already spent, then that would be that all the previous money that they spent would be destruction of value. If the stock price never falls to such lows, if it just keeps going up and up and up over the long term and the buybacks, the money that they intend to spend even more, the 100 billion, the 50 billion per year and the 100 billion in cash through dividends and buybacks, mostly buybacks, keep the stock price up, then this financial engineering exercise might, might work out well. But the key is that those earnings are there and keep being there. And that's why you always like to buy, do buybacks below book value like Buffett or intrinsic value like Buffett says. So he thinks that Apple, Apple's intrinsic value is uh, above 200. So he thinks those buybacks are good. If there is a crisis and the earnings drop, then the stock price might be much lower if Apple wouldn't be a long-term forever business, then the buybacks would actually destroy value below book value. So it's really something that you cannot put in a model. It's a thing of perception. Apple's management thinks it's valuable. Shareholders think it's okay because there is the yield. They don't pay taxes on dividends and the money is returned in a form, but you have to sell stocks to get your money there. So you pay capital gain taxes and things like that. So. It's really a gray, gray area. And I hope this helped you a little bit to understand at least the yield, how buybacks work, and then how it is a gray area and how in such cases as Apple, it is gray. In some other cases, like other companies that really depend on assets, on book value, it's pure, it's clear, like GE buying back stocks at 30. And I wrote an article on that so I can shit on them. That was pure shareholder destruction plus other things that led to what has happened. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.